0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: is back on the air for season number two. Hey, Mark, do you believe we're starting season number two together? Well, I tell you, it's been
0: a while and I cannot believe it's been season number two starting up today, but I'm excited and ready to go.
1: I am too, after we got all the kinks worked out. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a, <laughs> it was a bit of a rocky start, but the kings have got worked out we are on you sound good i sound good so let's get right after it guys hey look it's going to be a fantastic show yep i'm quinn the host on the line with me is my co-host my wonderful mother mona noted cowboys fan the whole nine yards we'll get to that later okay so look on today's show really straightforward today um we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame a lot today, or at least I am, uh, because there are a lot of people that I grew up watching. So we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame inductees. And then the bulk of the show will be previewing the slate of preseason shows. Uh, we got a nice line lineup for you when it comes to that, leading you up to, to September 5th, uh, Bears-Packers game one of the regular season. Mom will uh, do her little throwback Thursday trivia for the Hall of Fame game because she's got some some good question for me on the Broncos and the Falcons. And then finally, um, we have the game on right now, Mom. Um, it's seven nothing Denver with a minute and forty left to go in the half. If you have a comment on the game, you can give give us one if you want.
0: Best part of the game is when they just show Tony Dorsett on the sidelines.
1: <laughs> yes. Noted Cowboys fan. <laughs> so, so,
0: actually went to – you know, Dorsett went to Denver, much to my chagrin, back in the 80s, uh, after he finished playing with Dallas. Um, did you know that?
1: No. I had no idea, actually. Yeah, no definitely. He
0: actually – he actually donned the uh, orange and blue for a minute,
1: but uh, we yeah. try to forget
0: about that part of his career, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> just like Emmett Smith when he went to the Cardinals.
0: Correct. And actually, Tony told Emmett not to go to the Cardinals because of the scenario he had when he went to Denver,
1: but Emmett wow. went to the
0: Cardinals anyway.
1: Yes, okay. Wow, okay. so let, let's let's get started. the first show of the year. Working out the kinks here, folks, so give us a little bit. We're working out the kinks here. All right. Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Mom. The Hall of Fame induction is on Saturday. Uh, yes, folks, we, the time has gone by so fast that we're talking about a new class of Hall of Famers. Headlined truly by Ed Reed, Tony Gonzalez, I mean, who, who am I missing? T.O. and Randy Moss went in last year. Who else? Uh, Kevin Mawai. Ty man, Law. Ty Law, yeah, I missed him. I, how did I miss him? He's, he's my, oh, one yeah, of my favorite right. guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's just that's pretty, yeah. That, Ty Law is great. So, oh, and your guy, Champ
0: your
1: Bailey. And Champ Bailey, yeah. So, this, this is going to be a star-studded class, to say the very least a lot of people who I've grown up watching and people who I've, I've admired when I was starting to play football um, when I was a young guy. So I, I'll start really and start with my comments. And, you know, if you want, I was just, you. you I know you wanted to talk about Gil Brandt when we were doing, uh, you know, when we were doing the pre-show uh, lead up to the show, so I'll leave Gil Brandt for you, but uh, for me, my two favorite players in this uh, class are Ty Law and Ed Reed. Uh, for those of you who may not have known, um, I root for the Patriots, uh, at least for now. I might, I might have to, I might be abandoning the Patriots. Um, so that'll be something that you guys will have to uh, keep an keep an eye on, but. Ty Law and Ed Reed were my two favorites of this class, and I'll start with Ed Reed. First of all, Ed Reed has the same birthday as me, so automatically he's already got high remarks on my list because he's got a September 11th birthday, and he's just 20 years older than I am. So first of all, Ed Reed, you're the man, like truthfully. Um, Secondly, Ed Reed was so filthy good. I mean, Bob. This guy, Ed Reed, just changed games. Like truthfully, this guy, especially against the Patriots, and against Belichick and Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and all these guys. I mean, this dude just changed the complexion of games with one play. This guy has got He's got the most interception returns in nfl history i'm pretty sure like for touchdowns um, but i definitely know he has the two longest interception returns for touchdowns one was against the philadelphia eagles i think that was the longest one against the philadelphia eagles back in 2008 he, he ran it back 108 yards 109 yards off of kevin cobb and Yeah, I know, but I I know. That's how long we have to go back. It's it's really amazing. Um, It's just absolutely unbelievable. So, I mean, Ed Reed just – Ed Reed was a big hitter. I mean, he was instinctive to the ball. He was smart. I mean, coaches hated him because he was all over the place. And the biggest mark of Ed Reed is – when Belichick went over to him and said, like you were the best safety ever, like like you're one of the best safeties of all time, like when Belichick gives you that stamp of approval, like that should tell you how good Ed Reed is. So I mean he was a tremendous football player. I hated I hated playing him because Bob, you just knew if you watched the Ravens game long enough when Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and all those guys were in the in the game together, you knew that somebody, Ed Reed was going to make a play on somebody and normally it would be an interception return for a touchdown in a really big moment when the opposing team was driving for the game winning score. I mean, that's how good Ed Reed was. So, just uh just really happy for him and uh he he was a fantastic player. So, I'll, I'll let you get in here. Go ahead. What, what are your thoughts on that? Mike? Well, I was
0: I was watching Ed Reed on the sideline talking to Michelle for He actually has on a hat. that says ball hawk. And, <laughs> like, that's very fitting because that's really what he was when he played. Um, you mentioned all the uh, adjectives. But, basically, yes, he was a difference maker um, on that field. You never knew exactly what he was going to do to change the game, but you knew something was going to happen when he was in the game. So, um, I liked watching him. Uh, especially back uh, when they played the Giants in the Super Bowl. Actually, no, you know what? That was before him. That was uh, Ray Lewis. Yep. But, um, that was right. the year before. Reed, yep. though, that was the year before. That was the year before. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Uncle Jamie would love the fact that I'm bringing up the fact that he was speechless in that Super Bowl, but that's I, I digress. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, other than that, I mean, I knew Ed Reed coming out of Miami. I mean, he was he was great playing for the University of Miami. So he brought all his talents uh to Baltimore and he just elevated that, that defense. Um and they were strong for a number of years because of Ed Reed. So yeah, kudos to him. And I knew he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer.
1: Oh no no, like literally anybody who didn't vote Ed Reed in on the first ballot is absolutely absurd. Like you're you're insane. Like what 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 are you watching right now? Like, truthfully. Like every I mean Ed Reed spent 12 years in Baltimore torturing the entire conference. I mean, the guy tortured everyone. He like, was so filthy, dirty, good. It was like, it was truly, it was almost like watching Ed Reed Patriots Ravens games. Like Ed Reed was always lurking in the middle of the field, and if he didn't get his hands on an interception, he knocked your head off. So, so, you're not you're not really you're, you're not really getting away from Ed Reed because Ed Reed's going to make his presence felt, and I mean just a phenomenal football player, and I'm really glad he's getting in this year. Um, also on the list for me, and I'll then I'll give you uh, uh you know, as much time as you want for Gil Brandt. Uh, also on the list here, other than Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, Tony Gonzalez and Ty Law are Kevin Malai, the late Pat Bowen, and Johnny Robinson for the Hall of Fame. So, those are some of the other inductees. Real quick on Ty Law. Um, Ty Law, shutdown corner. I mean, he didn't invent the shutdown corner, but he was really, like, in this century, like, him and Champ Bailey were the two premier Shutdown corners at least in the In the 2000s before You know Bailey fell off And Ty Law was in the league a little Before that but Ty Law was Just a shutdown corner and the guy Was clutch I mean Bob, How many times In the mid 2000s Did you have to see Ty Law pick Off Peyton Manning in an in AFC championship game I mean The guy was just all Over the place okay Like he he just Made plays left, right, and center. And it's just really, it was really amazing to see. And he was on those three Super Bowl teams when Brady was not the absolute, at the absolute apex of his powers. So he leaned on guys like Ty Law and guys like Willie McGinnis and guys like Rodney Harrison to make plays defensively. And more often than not, when the Colts were driving in the AFC Championship game to tie or take the lead and win, Peyton goes back to throw and he throws one of them floaters up there. And guess what? Guess who was in the vicinity? Twenty-four in dark blue. He, he and he. I, I, I forget. Talk to me if I'm wrong here, but I think Ty Law is most famous for that pick against Kurt Warner, like in the Super Bowl. Is that is that fair? Mm.
0: Uh, that's probably his claim to fame. Yes, uh, but there was a more famous uh, pick against Kurt Warner, but it wasn't Ty Law.
1: No, 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 no. i was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the one the one you're talking about obviously was in Super Bowl Forty Three when James Harrison rumbled all across Tampa Bay to get into the end zone against the Cardinals which proved to be an absolutely crucial score in that game. But we won't de- I won't depress you by having to relive that. <laughs> so, okay. But, yeah, look, Ty Law was unbelievable. I loved watching him. He was a shutdown corner. One of the reasons I wear number 24, I, I like to wear that number, was because of him. Just all-around phenomenal football player, a champion, clutch, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and believe me, um, he will not be the last one from those early Patriots years to get into the Super Bowl. So, all right, Mom, it's your turn. You can talk about your Hall of Fame inductee here. Well, I'm just
0: going to be very brief. Um, growing up in the 70s, I was one who watched a team that was basically built with uh, input from Tex Schramm, Tom Landry, and Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt was in charge of basically player personnel, like developing talent and scouting and all that. So a lot of the players that he uh, scouted from small schools even, Ed Tuttle Jones, Thomas Henderson. I mean, a lot of those guys that I grew up watching were there because of Gil Brandt and the computer that the Cowboys had instituted for their scouting back in the day. They were Moneyball analytics before that even became, you know, popular. I mean, they were doing all kinds of things in the scouting department that other teams had no knowledge of. Uh, so they did things differently. They were innovative. I mean, like I was saying to you last night, Quinn, about how Tom Landry was innovative with the four-three defense and the way that um, offense would shift and, and other things that the Cowboys did on offense, Gil Brandt did those things as far as scouting. And, you know, some of the things that happen now in scouting, uh, they, they were rooted in what he created back in the 60s and 70s. So uh, I owe a, a big load of thanks to him because of the players that he got on the team, I was able to grow up watching and loving and was dedicated to, I mean, they had good teams back then before free agency came and you know busted up your team you knew who was on your team you knew what college they went to you knew how long they had been with the team i mean you knew their names you knew their faces i mean he just helped you know build that brand back then and as someone who's now in his 80s i think it was past time for him to be included in the hall of fame so i'm very happy to see that he will finally uh, be able to be inducted, and it's a well-deserved honor for him.
1: So, so who is your uh, favorite player? Um, that was well said, by the way. Who Who is your favorite player, Gil Brandt drafted, by the way?
0: Oh, my goodness. That's a hard one. Um, I mean, look, I mean, I tell you that I knew most of the players, I loved Tony Dorsett. I loved Roger Staubach, Drew Pearson, Jethro Pugh, Harvey Martin, um, Randy White. I mean, the the list just goes on and on and on. So it is very hard for me to pick one player. Um, the the two that were my most the three that I'm, were my most favorites, I guess, the triplets back in the seventies: Roger, Drew, and Tony.
1: That's so, yeah. I'd
0: have to go with them.
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that that that's really cool. I mean, like in the same way you feel about Gil Brandt. I mean, I feel like that same way about you know Ty Law because he was you know because truthfully, well, like he you know there, there there was one. I think he wasn't the one that picked off the one that got called back in Super Bowl thirty six, but the one that he had. I mean, that that is like. Like you know, Belichick and Robert Kraft made that made that call to get him. I mean, that was an awesome get, you know. And you know, it, you know, and the same way you feel like just grateful and indebted to these people for doing that. I mean, I feel the same way because it's like, you know, yeah, you know, what happens if Ty Law is on the other team making plays and he's not on your team, just wrecking the game. Same same thing for Ed Reed. It's like Ed Reed, you know wrecked seasons because the guy was absolutely everywhere and he had a nose and just a knack for being around the football when it mattered the most. And those guys, that's what makes some of these guys great. And we we left off guys like Champ Bailey and and Tony Gonzalez, who was just amazing. Tony, Tony Gonzalez was unbelievable. But we 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 left guys like them off because this you know this class is just star studded everywhere you turn. So I mean I, I, I'm excited to see the speeches. I, I think Ed Reed is just going to be the freest, craziest one of them all. Because I, I guarantee you Ed Reed probably doesn't even wear a suit, Bob. but but he, he, he'll wear <laughs> one of those crazy looking hats of his. He'll wear one of oh, those crazy no. looking hats. Yeah, crazy looking hats. <laughs> some shade. Maybe in
0: all purple.
1: Well, it's Ed Reed. I mean, I could. I. I not we. We don't really put anything past him. I suppose. Like <laughs> you know, it's just. Oh, uh, but yeah, what what an awesome what an awesome Hall of Fame class, and I'm really like fortunate that I really got to grow up of, like. Even Kevin Love was probably in the league when I was when I was growing up, wasn't he like? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got to look up Kevin Mawaii. But, yeah, Kevin Mawaii was in the league when I was growing up. So, I mean, he, like most of these people in this draft, this Hall of Fame class, like I got to see with my own eyes. And that, like when you think about it, well, like how cool that is for people my age who are as into football and sports as I am just like to say that you got to see guys like Champ Bailey and Randy Voss and T.O., in their primes, when you were kids, like inspiring you to go play the game that they love. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, really. So that, that that's cool. So, all right. Uh, so we'll take a break here, quick break, to say that the Always One Hundred Podcast is live tonight on Block Talk Radio and blocktalkradio.com The guest in number is there for you always. Three four seven eight five seven forty three sixty eight. That's three four seven eight five seven forty three sixty eight. Live on this August first, twenty nineteen, uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Okay, mom. Um, so let, let's do this here. Do you want let, to? Let's do your Hall of uh, Hall of Fame game edition of Throwback Thursday. And I'll let you introduce that segment, and then we'll talk about the slate of preseason shows.
0: All righty. So as we did uh, the season last year, uh, introduced a segment called Throwback Thursday, where I would go back and find a, a game of the week to focus on, and I will ask Quinn and some of our other guests questions to see how much they know about games from the past. You know, our, our society is, what have you done for me lately and what have you done for me now? But, you know, you need to know where you came from to know where you are and where you're going. So, that said, uh, today we're going to focus on the Falcons and the Broncos. And, Quinn, tell me, between the Falcons and the Broncos, which team leads the series for a head-to-head matchup? And what is the uh, 15 games? And then so then tell me who has the lead in those 15 games.
1: Fifteen games, you said. Yes. Okay. Oh man, because uh, the Falcons have been so bad for so long, and they barely even play. I'm going with the Broncos, and I'll go Broncos eleven to eleven to four.
0: Okay, not too far.
1: Nine to six, Denver. Nine to six. I I knew I knew I knew it was going to be nine to six, and I should have said it. I was thinking it was 9 to 6, and I'm like, the Falcons were so bad for so long. It's like, but, and they barely only played. play. So, uh, all right. Hey, I'm going to get better. Okay. At don't
0: worry. Next question. What was the biggest game these two teams ever played and when? Super Bowl
1: 33, ni- 1998. Okay. Nine, uh, yeah. January 31st, 1999.
0: Yeah. You were close. Yeah. <laughs> you were a couple yeah. months old, so you don't really right. re- remember watching it. Do you remember, um, or do you know what the score was of that game and who
1: won? Thirty-three, thirty-three, I think it was thirty-three, fourteen or thirty-three, nineteen. I can't, I can't remember right now. But the Falcons got destroyed. That's all I know. John Elway was the MVP. Okay, so
0: thirty-four, nineteen, 35. and
1: Denver did
0: win. All right, so tell me who were the two starting quarterbacks for that game?
1: John Elway and Chris Chandler.
0: All right, let me give you a fun fact. Or actually, I'm going to present you a question which is a fun fact. Which team drafted those players?
1: Which team drafted those players? Well, John Elway was a ball, uh John Elway was a number 1 pick and he was drafted by the Colts if I remember correctly, and then he said he wasn't going to play for him. So that's why that's how he ended up in Denver. Um, Chris Chandler. uh, Yeah. Chris Chandler. You're just going to have to answer that one for me. I don't know.
0: So the fun fact is that the Baltimore Colts drafted John Elway and the Indianapolis Colts drafted Chris
1: Chandler. Really? The Indianapolis Colts drafted Chris Chandler. Correct. Huh. Interesting. Okay.
0: Wow. That's, yeah, yeah. that was
1: really interesting, there. Okay. Cool.
0: And the last uh, question is: Take a guess as to wh- how much each player for the winning team of the Super Bowl thirty-three made, and the losing team of Super Bowl thirty-three made. Oh. Man.
1: Um... Right, that's this, a hard was, one. this was this was January in ninety nine. Uh, oh man, um, yeah. I I just do like, uh, you know, I I I I don't know. Truthfully, I was gonna say like maybe a couple hundred thousand, maybe because I I gotta think about what it'd be. Like now, or it's in the millions now. So, I, I, yeah, I don't really know.
0: Okay. So each player on the winning team made fifty three thousand dollars, and wow. each player on the losing team made thirty two thousand five hundred dollars. And that uh, is the end of our Thursday Throwback Thursday trivia for this week.
1: Okay. Well. That was a good one. You kind of stumped me on a lot of them there. So, that, so you, you, stumped, you stumped me on a lot of, lot of them. So, that's what, that's what you do. But, wow, I didn't know Chris Chandler got drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. He, he must have gotten traded to the Falcons, right? right? I don't remember if it was traded. a trade
0: or if he got cut or free agency. I don't remember how he ended up in Atlanta. But I do know that so did, he was drafted by the Colts.
1: Well, do do you know when he got drafted? By the way,
0: uh, no, I can look that up and I'll tell you later. But I don't know offhand. Okay,
1: okay, that's fine. All right, all right, cool. That was Throwback Thursday. Uh, that's going to be a staple for uh, this season because it, it just changes it up. I love what Mom brings to the table with that because, like, I'm a football nut. Like, I love the game and watching the game, and I knew like. Two of those, like three of those six questions. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was, that's pretty good stuff. So I uh, look forward to that every week uh, from here on out uh, going forward on the Always 100 podcast, which is live tonight on Blog Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. Okay, so we've got a few minutes left here. So what, what we're going to do now, Mom, is preview the slate of shows for this preseason and the way we're going to do this is this is the first show of the season and it's the dog days of summer and there's really nothing on and preseason football is back in the fold and everything and people are getting ready to bet big and make predictions on the upcoming NFL season. So mom who is, the MVP of this whole operation, to be completely honest with you. I'm just a guy that runs his mouth on the podcast. She came up with this idea a couple of years ago for me to do a division preview show during the preseason, because let's be honest, Bob, nobody cares about the preseason football (laughs) game. Nobody. They don't. Nobody. (laughs) Like no one cares. Truthfully. So, We're not going to bore you guys by giving you talk on preseason games with people that you've never heard of and probably never will after that game again. Okay, that being said, what we're going to do is starting next week, August 8th, okay, next week, division preview show. Two divisions, each conference, every week. It'd be like an hour-long show. So, for example, next week, I'm not going to give it all away, but we're previewing the AFC and NFC East. One division is the best division in football, and the other one is the worst division in football. So that's really all you need <laughs> what to know about that. Which? Uh, yeah, I wonder, too. You'll have to find out next week. Okay. Um, I think... You know, so that's that's what we're going to do. Um, we may or may not have a guest on that show. I, you know, I don't really think it's necessary, but I thought uh, what would be cool, Mom, is to put, like, you know, each team's gambling odds, like, you know, how, with each team's Super Bowl odds. Like, we have to go through all four, so that, that would take a while. But, you know, all eight teams, each team's Super Bowl odds, like, some compelling story, you know, just something like that to, you know, give people something to look forward to in that division. So that that would be next week. So that show, the East will be next week. The 15th will be, I don't know about what are you thinking, the NFC, the, the Northern Division, the AFC and NFC North may, maybe on I the 15th. Yep. I would go so, north,
0: and the following week I would go south, and then I would go south, west.
1: South, and then end with the west, okay? So that's what we're going to happen. So uh, on August 29th, that would be the last preseason week, and that week would be the NFC west, a- AFC and NFC West, same format, gambling odds, and intriguing stories, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a fantastic show. Okay. Cool, so it's August 29th, cool, final cuts are being made Bob. Um, all that good stuff, that's Saturday, right? So you and I, then, because we like to talk about sports and fandom and all this other good stuff, you, again, being the mad genius of this operation, came up with another, well, actually. Actually, well, I got to take credit for this one because the fandom show was actually my idea, but you brought it up because of my fandom of the Patriots. So get in and let the listeners know what that conversation is all about.
0: So we were just, just kind of chatting and I'm trying to figure out is Quinn really a Patriots fan or is he a Tom Brady fan? And then we evolved into what is fandom? So we had a question, you know, why would you consider yourself a fandom, a fan of a team? Like, what does that mean to you? And we want to know from other people, what does it mean to them? Because I know what it means to me, which we will go into when we have the show. But I think it's a very interesting look because I think fandom is different to different people. So I think I am a super fan. But other people may just be a casual fan, and what does that look like? What are the differences? So I think it's a great topic, and I think we'll have a lot of fun with it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I truthfully, I told you this off air. I truly think that's going to be my my best show I've ever done. Honestly, I, I, I know that, well, I know that's a lot to say when you have Tim Kirkson on your show in 2016, when you have. ESP a, a verified baseball guy on your show talking ball with one of your good, good buddies at the time. It's going to get really hard to top that, but quite frankly, I think that uh, I think the fandom Show is going to be just absolutely terrific in every way, and I cannot wait to do that. So that'll be the week of September 5th. And then the final show uh, leading up is the Prediction Show. Um, so, I mean, folks we're, the, week, the week is September 5th I mean, we're, we're all out here Like, we got three shows that week Probably I mean, it, it's gonna be It's going to be absolutely amazing Because the reason why we can't do The prediction show now Is camp injuries happen all the time People are holding out People want to get traded And then injuries happen in these preseason games You can't make calls who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to be the MVP? Who's winning divisions? Who's the comeback player of the year? You can't make those calls on the first day of August. You just can't. Okay, so you got to just wait till camp's over. So that's what we decided to do. So on that show, I kind of teased it already, but on that show, we're gonna have we're gonna have a couple guests on that show, but MVPs. Every division winner we can think of, uh, coach of the year, comeback player of the year, breakout star. I mean, any prediction you can think of will be on this show. Does that pretty much sum it up sum up that show for you, Bob? Absolutely. Can't wait. I can't wait either. It's gonna be fantastic. And that all leads up to September 5th, 2019, Thursday, Green Bay Packers hosting Chicago Bears, NBC, 8.30 Eastern Time. It is it is on. It's going to be on. And, hey, Rob, if week one Bears-Packers is any uh, indication, Khalil Mack's about to go off on these boys. Oh, I hope he does.
0: <laughs>
1: do, do, do and I'm not biased game? at all. I, I mean, look. Well, Khalil Mack, folks, for those of you who don't understand, Khalil Mack last year against the Green Bay Packers in one half, well, well, that was after Aaron Rodgers got hurt, but still, in one half, the man had a sack, a forced fumble, an interception, and a touchdown. In one half. That's never been done before. Khalil Mack may never do that again in his life. I mean, he just, I mean, I'm talking about, you want to talk about immediate returns on your investment. That's, That's what Khalil Mack gave the Chicago Bears that night in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I want to see if the guy does it again, because he's just a fantastic player. So, all right, mom. I mean, those are the preseason shows. I mean, what, what, what show are you most excited about here?
0: Uh, the fandom show,
1: actually. Yeah. what, what, what For what reason? I, I know you went into it, but what, what reason are you excited well, for the fandom I, I, show? I
0: want to hear what other people have to say. I mean, I know how I grew up and how much of a fan I was, but... You have know, got some people who are just, like I said, average and some people who aren't. I just want to know what does football mean to them and, and sports in general? I am a sports person. I watch almost any sport that's on TV, just about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. I'm really a
0: fan yeah. of the NFL. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I just think that would, just be, would be cool if we get people to call in and, and just get some insight. Um, and the other one would be just uh, the prediction show with me just saying, you know, that the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, who wouldn't want? Oh to wait lab whoa, one whoa, about whoa, that? Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Wait a minute now. Did did you just did did you just give away your Super Bowl champion right there on the first day of August? Did did you just did, you, you just did that on purpose? I guess.
0: Of course I did.
1: Okay. okay. Of course. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I mean the the cow- okay, Cowboys Come are winning. Now. The Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Excuse me. Is Zeke Elliott going to show up? Where, where, where's Zeke Elliott? Is he is he, is he okay? He's him in Cabo right please? now. He, so, he's turning in hey, Cabo. He'll be fine. I understand that. Can somebody tell Stephen Jones to pay that man and pay Doc Prescott? What's Stephen Jones doing? Hello, Stephen Jones, you got a Super Bowl right in front of you. All you got to do is pay a couple people. Let's go. I mean, like, pay the people. I'm going to call Charles Haley. I'm going to call
0: so, Charles Haley to to. to Go smash a wall <laughs> like he did yeah. when Emmett wasn't hey, there look, for
1: two games. Hey, look here, Demarcus Lawrence might do it for him. Don't worry about it. Demarcus Lawrence will do it for him because Stephen Stephen Jones needs to stop playing. Stop, stop playing, Stephen Jones. You got you got a chance to win the championship if you when you pay your quarterback. Whether we think he's worth it or not is TPD. It really doesn't even matter. Um, but. The Cow well, truthfully, well, the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl isn't as far fetched as I made it out to be because your team is loaded. I just don't so but so is the NFC, unfortunately. That's the thing. Like the only derailment is, you know, hey, you run into the Saints when they have home field advantage in the AFC in the AFC championship game and get and lose in the final seconds. I mean that, that might be the only derailment I see, but you know, or the Eagles, but that that's about it. like I think you're better than every other team except the Eagles, maybe the Saints definitely, and then maybe the Rams, maybe like because well, I at
0: this time, I politely disagree with all that you just said, but that's not well, in your okay, name that's there.
1: we'll talk about that in the prediction show, yeah, we will talk about that in the prediction show. Okay, so, uh, by the way, we're, we got we both had the games on right here, and uh, Michelle Tafoya interviewed Ty Law, and I was telling y'all before, like, they just showed a – I know you saw it, man, they showed highlights of Peyton May throwing them ducks in the snow in 2004, <laughs> and Ty, Law, I saw Ty it. Law was like, hey, you, you over here throwing these ducks, I'm going to take these ducks from you right quick. Give me, give me all that. Give, give me that. Give me that twice. Two two interceptions, two of them, two of, and then, yeah. Oh, Ty Law Ty- 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 was so good. Okay, yeah, five minutes left here, Rob. Do you even want to comment on this barn burner of a game that we're watching right now?
0: Uh, the, my only comment would be I like when they're flashing back, like they just showed Ty Law when he was a little guy playing uh, Pop Warner in Aliquippa. You know, I like the, that segment of the broadcast. The game itself actually is not too bad, to be honest. I'm looking at some hard hits, a couple fumbles. So it actually is minorly entertaining. I mean, just just a little bit. Um, but I am not really entertained thoroughly. I won't watch it again. We'll put it that way. Um, but for someone who has been waiting for months to see football, this is exciting. I've been sort of reserved going up to this game, but now that I see it in front of me, I'm like, oh, yeah, baby, we're back. <laughs> Can't Football wait. Football
1: is back. Oh, I feel yes. so good August
0: to 1, say. and we August.
1: are in it already. We are in it. We're back. The show is back. Um, I, I have kept my mouth shut on the show for six months. I've had... So much sports with people. I mean, mom. Well, it's mostly been NBA talk, truthfully, because you know, after after the Pacers won the Super Bowl, I was so relieved that we won that I didn't do a show after. Cause I was just like, I just wanted to you know what favorite. that was
0: the worst Super Bowl ever. That was oh terrible. yeah, it was
1: no, no, it, it, uh. no question. I, but but then again, but then again, mom, when you were growing up, when you were you know, when you were in your twenties and stuff, i You know the Forty yards did beat did beat uh, did beat Denver fifty five to ten. I mean I mean excuse me. I mean fifty five to ten. I mean what what are you talking about here? I mean I mean well at
0: least somebody was playing offense. I mean yeah I like bombs I like points and but I mean it was um, the Rams and the Patriots. It wasn't even a good defensive game. I mean if it's a good defensive game I'm all for it. But it wasn't good. It just well, you know, I, I wasn't was just, good. So, I didn't think it was good. I I actually, for the first time that I can remember, stopped watching. I was disengaged from the Super Bowl. Okay,
1: I okay. So well, I, like I it. gotta stop you. I gotta, I gotta stop you. And and we got we got about yeah you know, two minutes and about fifteen seconds here. But look, just I, I'm just saying, okay. I understand it was not entertaining. It was not entertaining by any means. But truthfully, as a Patriots fan, watching last year, seeing the Patriots in Super Bowl 52, which is the, the most disgusting game I've ever watched in my life, I mean, it makes me sick just at the mere mention of it. Watching everyone in green run open with no white shirt, Anywhere in the same area code. I mean, the game was in Minnesota, the nearest defender was in Seattle. I mean, that, that's how far away Patriots defenders were to Eagles receivers. I mean, this was this was just absolutely embarrassing. What I saw the year before. For the Patriots, for the Patriots defense to pull that out of their behinds when two weeks before, my Patrick Mahomes was doing whatever he wanted to do to whoever he wanted to do it to. I mean, I mean, the only problem is, Tom the, the, Matthew Slater picked heads and he lost the game because of a coin toss. That, that I mean, that's the only reason why the, the Chiefs weren't in the Super Bowl. That and the fact that D. Ford was three yards in the Patriots' backfield. Well, I mean,
0: that's the reason, really, right there. I mean, I mean, D I mean,
1: four. Hey, D four. If you st- if you lined up on side, Tom Brady did not play great. But when it mattered the most, the man was great. And I understand he threw two interceptions and threw a third to end the game. I understand. And you know what, D four? If you had stayed on sides, you could probably have a Super Bowl ring, and your quarterback could probably lay claim to being the best quarterback in the league. Unfortunately, you lost to the greatest quarterback of all time and, in my opinion, a very contrary opinion, the best quarterback in football. Okay. Look, 15 seconds here. They're going to kick us off. Look, look, 10 seconds left. Next week, division preview show. Bob, thank you so much. We're back at it, y'all. Next weekend, next week Thursday, listen to Always 100 Podcast. See you soon.